Hello and welcome to a podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists and Bipolar UK. I'm Dr. Wojtek Wojcik and today I'm talking to Cliff about his experience of bipolar illness and of running a group for Bipolar UK. Hello Cliff. Hi. Um, so Cliff, just to begin, can you tell us something a bit about your experience of, of suffering from bipolar illness? Yeah, um, I was diagnosed um, while I was at Leeds University in, in 1972. Um, it, was, it was a very um, puzzling and, uh, and, and, and very um, fearful ex- um, experience, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that the treatment I got, even though it took a while to, to uh, arrive at the... Um, the diagnosis. Diagnosis. Yep. Um, that it was very effective. I, I was. I consider myself very, very lucky to to find such good medication within a comparatively short time. Really. So, what, what happened at university? Um, um, I in my second year, I, I found I was getting more and more depressed. And I tried all sorts of things to lift my mood. I used to go running, mm. and nothing seemed to be taking me out of that. And also, I found it very difficult to to do anything. You know, I was I was doing a computer science um, mm. degree, and I found it you know, impossible to think. Really, uh, I went to student health. Um, the the GP there gave me Valium, which. Uh, had little or no effect and made me sleepy and um, after a while I, I, I took antidepressants but they weren't very satisfactory but the psychiatrist I, I saw um, put me onto lithium and within a month or two um, my symptoms went away completely the, the fear, the anxiety and um, the uh, the, the, the devastating effect it had on my abilities. That's, that's very interesting, Cliff, because mm. I guess for some people listening to this podcast um, who maybe aren't familiar with bipolar illness or bipolar affective disorder or manic depression, as mm. it was once known, it might sound like you're just describing, well, not just, but that you're describing depression. And to them, they might not easily see how that's bipolar illness. So, can you can you explain a bit more? Well, the the depression was the most severe effect. On on the other side, I did get um, high periods where I um, talked talk too much, um, hardly slept. Um, but the the effects of this was a bit of embarrassment afterwards, really, mm. rather mm. than any. Mm. I mean, some people I've met subsequently have had you know destroyed their lives with these crazy manic um, episodes yeah. my manic episodes were containable yeah. uh, so so what you're saying is that for you as for a lot of people with bipolar disorder it's actually the depressions that are the more sort of crippling and difficult yes yes um, I, I mean I, yeah. I have met yeah. people yeah. who only experienced um, the, the manic side of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think every, 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 yeah. everybody's an individual. They, most people have very different yeah. experiences. Um, okay, so, so in your case, um, you know, you, your doctor, your psychiatrist diagnosed you at an early age. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't spend a long time, in a way, seeking a diagnosis that would make sense of things or get you the treatment that worked for you. And you've had a good experience on, on lithium. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'd say that the, the severe effects of the depression and, and were, lasted about four months. And after that, um, I probably felt better than I had done previously mm. Mm. On, on lithium. And, um, you know, even I, I had to have regular blood tests, a slight inconvenience, but not, not really much inconvenience. Sure. And um, I ne- hardly had, had any side effects for a long period of time after that. Mm. Well, I'm really pleased that, you know, you found a medication that worked for you. And I guess yeah. everybody has to sometimes go through this kind of process of finding what way of managing very yes. works for yeah. them. Um, I was wondering, Cliff, if you can now tell me a bit about how going forwards in time, um, what your experience of being bipolar was, and and perhaps how that led you to being involved in, in running a group. Yeah, um, well, um, I first um, came to a, bi, uh, a bipolar UK group um, in 1997, um, 25 years afterwards, um, during that time, uh, I'd, um, I'd basically, I hadn't met anybody else mm. with the condition. All that um, time, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I'd sort of worked out uh, my survival pattern for myself. Mm. I'd gone through periods of coming off lithium. Um, experiments once I actually came off it for something like 18 months and was in a severe state of, of depression during that time but I, I, I thought I, foolishly I, I, I tried to sort of uh, get myself off lithium I thought maybe if I, if I just stood it out um, but I, I, I found this to be a foolish experiment really but I, I learned from it uh, um, but I mean, by the time I met the group, I, I, I knew how to manage the condition. It, it had affected my life. I mean, I, I, I was um, self-employed. Uh, I tended to uh, like to be in control of my own situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that, that came from um, my, my experiences with the illness. Yeah. So it did sh- actually shape my life. Um, uh, there are probably other other ways in which it did as well. I mean, it, it, do you mean in a positive way that you you sort of found a lifestyle that was the right fit for you around your vulnerabilities and the need you had to be sort of more autonomous in that way, or yeah, uh, or do you mean that you you feel like that was something that's a difficulty for you that you've missed out on things? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think they were there were choices that had to be made yeah. anyway. So, okay. it would, okay. but but the actual outcome was mm. was shaped by mm. by the illness so so then tell me what was it like when joining the group and um well i, I found it marvelous actually i i'd had some experience of groups i i had a spell of um of working with groups on um, psychological aspects and learned quite a bit from that um but uh, I, to, to meet other other sufferers, I felt that there was a part of my life that I'd been keeping secret. Um, really, even you know, uh, even when I'd actually spoken to people about my illness, 
people who, who don't suffer from it uh, f- find a difficulty in actually understanding mm. the real implications of it. And I, I, I just thought it, it was... Um, it sort of validated my experiences and I was mm-hmm. able to offer help to other people um, which was which was uh, yeah, very enjoyable okay so 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 from what you're telling me it sounds like you know having had an experience yourself of you know for so many years never meeting another person yeah who you could sort of share these experiences with on a kind of peer-to-peer way because they, yeah. they've had it you know the same experience as well you found this group where it was a kind of, to rephrase what you're saying, it was a sort of stigma-free zone where you could just talk openly. Yes. And yeah. we could exchange views and advice. and Yeah. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more. I mean, that sounds like a very positive experience. And tell me, how yeah. did you get involved then in actually running it? And, and if so, what's, what's, just for people who are listening, how, how does this run? How... How do other people get involved? Yeah. What sort of commitment is it? Well, the, the lady um, who started the group, it, it, I, I mean, I found out about it through Radio 4. Um, I, I, I didn't know the existence of what was... It was then called um, Manic Depression Fellowship. And I, I got in touch with them and, and I found out that there was this local group just starting in, um, in a month's time. The lady who started up the group um, was unwell and after two or three years decided that she didn't want to run it anymore and um, I sort of got it by default really I, I, I hadn't missed a meeting mm-hmm. and um, it just there didn't seem to be anyone else to carry it on and, and I, I didn't like to see it die out really so mm-hmm. um, it was a bit of a problem getting funding for it for, for a while but we got that sorted out and uh, I mean it, it went from strength to strength um, the people seem to get a lot out of coming to the group. Um, some people um, would become regular attendees. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, some people would just come for one meeting and you wouldn't see them again. Um, but I, I got a feeling even those people who didn't come back had got quite a bit from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was... I mean, it, it, it just always... Um, you know, the meetings were always in, you know, exciting and enjoyable. Yeah. How, how often would the group meet? Every month. And I, I was quite puzzled at um, why it was so effective in, in that we, we only met every month just for an hour and a half. But um, people seemed to <clears throat> get a lot from it. Mm. And I think it gave them encouragement um, to meet other people who suffered from this condition for some time um, they obviously got inform- information but I think it, it also gave them a chance to tell their story and I, I've got a feeling it, it, they actually, it, it's like a rehearsal mm-hmm. um, because they were unable to actually communicate with people close to them their families, their wives or husbands and I think once they told it in a safe environment and they they thought to themselves, well, I'm not going to tell them that, but I can I can tell them this, you mm-hmm. know. And I I think I think it, their whole life started changing because of that communication. Mm. Well, that sounds like a you know very articulate expression of how 
people can be very afraid to talk about these things and yet oh, it can yes. be very liberating to do so in a, in a safe place and to be able yeah. to test out in a way what's yes. what is fit to share and what you feel you'd rather keep secret or yeah. uh, keep to, to more intimate company um, yes I mean sometimes you can you can try and talk about it to someone and, and if, you're, if you're misunderstood Mm. that's a very negative experience mm. and it might stop you from trying to talk yeah. about it again and I, th- I think I think people who don't um, talk about their experience uh, stay traumatised by it um, I, I think it, it helps people to to package the yeah. experience yeah. In, into something they can put away really. um, so Cliff from your experience of running the group and your experience of bipolar disorder what advice do you have for people who perhaps just recently had their first experience of illness or are just coming to terms of a, of a diagnosis well I, I think the uh, the network of self-help groups that bipolar UK offer around the country are a very useful resource uh, I mean they vary you know, vastly some some groups um, get speakers in they're very good we're not very good at that but we we have wonderful conversations um, the, 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 really if, if we had a speaker it would, it would cut down the time for, for talking um, I, I, th- I think it's it's a, it's a good a good thing I think it would help most people um, because when, when you're first diagnosed um, you lack you know, there's an awful lot more information available nowadays with with the web, um, but um, it, it doesn't really tell you what's the important information. Mm. I think I think meeting people and being able to ask questions is that, that's that's very valuable. And you know, to be given some sort of encouragement and uh, and and some advice, um, I, I think it's very valuable. Um, well, Cliff, thank you very much for your time today, right, yeah. and um, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be here.